bringing another show for you guys, episode 131. And today, I'm joined by a couple of very special guests in the house, a couple of returning guests, but some different projects going on here. Alex and Ralph of Eras One. What's going on, y'all boys? What's up, fellas? Give it up. Let me give it up. Let me let me get let me get the crowd in here. Let me get the oh, crowd in shit. here. Oh shit. That crowd's going crazy for you guys. Holy yeah. shit. Look at that. Look at it that. Tone, settle the, down. The settle crowd down. At the end of our negative space video. Settle down, guys. Settle down. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? It's get in good. here. Get in here. Sorry, I just had to do it. You just had to do it. I believe you. I believe you. Ralph just took a picture of everybody. And it looks like shit. Got a nice little picture. We could redo one later. But uh, we are here, man. It's been a while since I've had uh, both you guys on the show. I don't think I've ever had both you guys on the show at the same time. Except nope. for maybe like one of the super shows or some shit like that. No, yeah, I was no. never in a super show. That's crazy. Okay, so this here is was first I, time. I wasn't that special. You you came like in the middle of the guitar one though. You and Vince, no? Or was that? Yeah, yeah. We pulled up with like some snacks. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. That shit was crazy. What? Like listening to it. So yeah, so that's a, I guess that yeah, but you weren't there, so. But that's the closest you got to doing a super show. Yeah, those don't exist anymore, got. man. Oh man, yeah, the community sad. is just it's just all not spread out. It's all it's all spread out, like you said. But this is a, a new occasion, man. We've introduced that you play for Eras, but this is the first time you're like on the show as a member of Eras. So how how does it feel? Uh, how's it been? How how's it been uh, a new environment? It's it's awesome. I mean, at this point it's been a year since I've been playing with Ares One, which is kind of <laughs> crazy to think about, but it's been a year and it's been great, man. I mean, things have been moving along and I mean, I'm super excited about the the new release we'll be doing very soon and man, I'm just excited for the future, man. I mean, I I love their music and I'm I've, I feel honored to be a part of it. That's, That's awesome, bro. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to fucking hear it. It's good that things are nice, uh, nice and smooth. You know, it's always tough. Uh, you know, integrating yourself into a new project and integrating someone, you know, into your process and whatnot. Uh, so that's awesome, bro. It's hard being uh, open with somebody creatively and like letting them influence yeah. your work. So yeah. how's it been uh, for you? I mean, this is something that you've auditioned other people and whatnot, and it yeah, kind of just didn't work. <clears throat> yeah, we've we've gone through a couple people. Um, even just in general, like in in our his in our Is history. That you breathing? I think so. Yeah. I gotta, <laughs> gotta stuff your nose, man. Not, when you're not talking, maybe like you, you gotta you gotta. I gotta back up a little bit. You gotta chocolate you rain. Move the mic away from yourself. If you like want. a choc chocolate rain. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm be real with and you. My, puts, my nose is a little. I move my up. mouth away from the microphone so that whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just, just move everything. it away from yourself a little yeah. bit. <laughs> or you could do that. Or maybe <laughs> crack you can like if you like put it. I could I could I could mute you while while you're not talking. Oh, true that. I could. Or you could just like move it away and then just move up a little bit when you gotta talk. It's up to you. I think this works. All right, cool, cool, cool. Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what was the question? Basically, uh, I know you've gone through a few people and whatnot, so how has it oh, been, yeah. you know, uh, finally yeah. when you find someone it that works? Good. It was good. So, it, it was so easy. It was so, like, like perfect, you yeah. know. Do, yeah. you, do you think it was, like, a familiarity with the songs already as well as just, like, you know, musicianship? I, mean, I think mainly that, like, we, know, we knew Alex from so long and, like, you know, like... Not just, like, knew him from, like, another band, but, like, the fact that you guys used to always, like, come out to, like, the parties at the house and all that stuff, you know? Like, you know, you would come out and and get fucked up and, um, and yeah, and then all, all of that just kind of, like, it was, yeah, it was the familiarity in that sense. I don't even necessarily know if with the songs, but with the familiarity with the bands as, a, as people and, and also with the show that we put on. You know? Yeah, I think that's very important, obviously, if you're going to be touring with somebody or spending a long amount of time with somebody in the studio or whatnot you know over five six hours you got to make sure you at least at, at the very fucking least get along <laughs> yeah know? yeah and uh, are compatible in that way yeah and alex is pretty easygoing in general you know, just very very can-do attitude like, all right yeah yeah okay you yeah know? yeah 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 not much uh you know bullshit yeah you know what i mean yeah no and, and it's great you know like that's Especially when you're dealing with oh wow man look at that My look at alarm. that no I'm kidding uh so it's it's just funny because you know hearing some of the stories behind the scenes I don't know how much you're you're willing to say but just from going from people who just don't want to learn specific songs to oh yeah oh yeah those are, I mean that, that it's <laughs> funny because that actually happened twice like the first time was with some guy. I think his name was Alejandro coincidentally what is his name and he was a. <laughs> Whatever he was like, he was not into it. At all. it was, I think you might. have... I don't know if that was when you. That was no, that was before you guys when we played at a. Yeah. 
I think it was for I went on with the when we were playing at the by the days behind the airport. Um, was the that the guy's lounge? Was that the guy that refused to change tunings? Yeah, that was this is one guy who would wow. play like drop C or something. He's just he would just adjust everything, and then he would just flat out refuse to play a part of a song. We're like, okay, what well. do you just because of the tuning of it? Because he didn't like how the how the part sounded like the part in shipwreck before the breakdown. That's like it's like kind of like you know like dissonant sequence or whatever. Like yeah, he he was just like I'm just not gonna play anything. I'm just like, why? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> So that was years ago. That was before. And then when when Lou left, uh, when he told he told us he was leaving, you know, we found this one guy who we knew was a pretty good guitarist. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't really know him. We knew him from some other band. And um, he turned out to just be... Like, I mean, I'm not going to, like, say that, like, we're not, like, fully at fault. But, like, at the end of the day, like, like we've always kind of been, like, a slow-moving band. And definitely, like, that's a bad quality. You know, like, Alex mentioned, he's been in the band for a year. And we're just about to release the album, like... You know, uh, where we move kind of slow. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, man. I mean, but, slow, slow and steady right. wants to race sometimes. But ultimately, you know? like, if you're not, if you're going to join a band, then you're going to refuse to, like, he would just flat out refuse to learn one of the songs that we yeah. never even play anyway. But we're just like, hey, you need to learn it because if we need to play whatever, we need to fill in time, you know, you got to, like, know everything that's in the catalog. Yeah. And it's not like it's a lot of songs either. So anyway, it was, it was and then, he, yeah, him and Andy got into it, and, like, he told him to, f- like, fuck right off. <laughs> fuck right <laughs> off out the door or something. I'm pretty sure I have to have the screenshot of that. Yeah. Of that yeah, text. Yeah, yeah, like, it's always funny. It. It, was, it, was, and it was it was really funny. It was really it was good. And um, and that was that. And then... So going from somebody like that who just flat out refuses to learn... Yeah, to Alex, too. which is like, oh, actually, here, check this out. And then, you know, he added, like, this part at the end of the uh, Digital Neon, you know, the first song in our new album. And yeah. He, has, he just added, like, that one little part, because that song had already been a song for a minute. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, perfect, exactly what it needs, you know, and shit like that. Like, he takes it, and he, he he takes an idea, and he can run with it, and he doesn't just, like, look for a way to push in what he thinks is, like, the right thing. Right, you know, yeah, I cool. mean, um, let's get into that album. I mean, we've mentioned it a lot on the show, obviously, the last couple times you guys have been <laughs> on, but now it's officially coming it's a, yeah. out this uh, weekend. no. <clears throat> no. So we're having we're having the local album release this weekend. So correct, like okay. we're, so we're gonna have physical copies uh, this Saturday at the uh, at our Bar Nancy. Our, yeah, Bar Nancy. Uh, we're gonna play, you know, for locally, and then we're gonna have the official worldwide release or whatever. When it's gonna be on Spotify and everything, February first. Okay, so, got you. you know, got we're you. releasing it for the homies first, you know, so we can all like enjoy and have fun with it, and then get some feedback from the community, you know, and then. February first is the February official official, official yeah, release you, online to, and worldwide. Exactly, you'll be able to buy it on Bandcamp, on Amazon, on Spotify, and iTunes. And Got you. Okay, so if you're listening now, if you're someone uh, who's here, basically in the South Florida, you know, West Palm Beach, pretty much area, and Miami, you, and you want exclusive access in the Miami for sure area, you want exclusive access to Eras One's new project, Digital Neon. That's gonna be the official like local release party. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. And there's you guys have titties. another uh, band playing yeah, as well, or a, is a another band. act? Yeah, it's a new band called Pantano. Uh, uh, it was our friend JP's band. He's the one that actually got us the the date. You know, Saturday at Barnancy, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So uh, he's playing with his band, and they're like, uh, I mean, they're still they're pretty new. Like they're seasoned musicians, but they formed the new band. He used to play with a. Uh, with Baraja Nation. And I've heard of them. Yeah, it was like rock and roll, like from what I remember, you know, just like straight up rock and roll, like kind of stuff. And I think these guys are more like on a punky vibe, kind of. Uh, but I'm not really 100%. Uh, okay. I, I listened, I watched them once, but they, they only had, I think, a couple of song, original songs at the time. Okay, okay, so, okay. Nah, it's a new thing? Yeah, yeah. They're, is, they're it, uh, is it um, the dude uh, with, with the long hair? It's the Dominican guy. The Dominican, the Dominican guy. guy ah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. okay. Yeah, I saw. I thought they were cool. Yeah, yeah they were dope. Yeah, well, yeah, their yeah. old band was dope, and the well, they were the ones that played with you guys. <laughs> yeah, right, you pulled up for like a couple minutes. Yeah, Is that right, the night yeah, you're right. talking about? I just happened <laughs> yeah. to be there that yeah. night. I think we were doing a sound check uh, at at Galindos. Yeah, yeah. And we we saw that my friend uh, Taylor James Davis was doing a thing uh, at Bar Nancy down the street, and we're like, uh, oh fuck it, let's just go. And we pull up, and then I, I guess you were just happened to be uh, yeah, in the area. Yeah, I was area. working. I was driving Uber, and then I was like, oh, I know this is happening. Let me pull up, and then. Yeah, dude. That it was, was a super really interesting cool. night. That was a fun-ass night. Yeah, and then we ended like up it. playing Barnancy a few weeks, uh, maybe like, a, actually like a month or two later. 
Uh, and you came out to that, you and Lucha, which I appreciate. You know, always cool. Uh, it was a nice little spot. We had that comedian lady. She was funny. Do her she thing. Was she was funny. I was I was surprised at how funny she was. Yeah, she definitely had uh, some good jokes. I was laughing from the back. Yeah, no, it was. It just wasn't a lot of people there, you know. But it was. It was just, Tropic Thunder. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Tropic Thunder was playing on the TV. It was just tough that <laughs> that it was just like she would tell a joke, and even if it was funny, it was just so quiet. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's, it's, it's fucking super tough, hard to do man. it like that. I don't know how. It's tough. Yeah. To maintain uh, composure, because at least like if no one cheers, uh, you know, like after a song, like it's still kind of loud. Yeah. You know yeah. Sometimes I mean? some bands just have so much like dead, so, like just they just stop and they're just like crickets. God, make this stop. No. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> and I've been in that situation. I've just found myself, like, not being able to, like, I was like, I have no idea. Like, I just blank out. And thankfully now I have Andy, so he always has something to say. That's so just when you yell, we are. We are. Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that night that you had the fucking megaphone was fucking uh, that was bro, That was one of the last shows that I remember playing, like, that were, like, like well, at Churchill's. Wasn't that Kryptonite? Was that Kryptonite? That shit was. I, I think, was. think that was, was Kryptonite. That shit was been. amazing. That was fun. The fucking the, yeah, that that megaphone. I don't even know where that megaphone else. is now. I think Joe has it. Damn man, that it's was a fun something. fucking show. Yeah, I miss Churchill's. I mean, the, what what's gonna happen with Churchill's, man? Does anyone know? know? No one really knows nope. what's gonna happen. They, there. They're like on doing. I don't know. Bro. It's some, some legal shit and like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. But I, I also heard that that shit got cleared up. Maybe like a month. That's or what two I thought, there. but I haven't seen any movement or nothing. So. That's a bummer, man. If I had, a, if, I, if I just fucking like won the lottery or some shit, buy it. just buy it and put on shows, bro. Yeah, churches is fun. I think to be honest, at the end of the day, I I think we're all. I miss churches, uh, not every aspect of it, but I do mm-hmm. miss playing there. Um, but I think we're at that point that we need to start expanding and maybe start trying to do shows out of South Florida. I think you know, I think we've done what we could down here and. I think the only way to move is out, outward. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely still a lot of venues down here that we still haven't played, but I feel like if we do play them, it's also we're going to be running into the same people over and over again. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's I, played out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, the two times that we got to play in, in Tampa, I mean, it showed that, like, there's just a different scene of people out there that want to listen to music yeah, and, and want to do something because in the smaller towns, it's fucking boring as shit. Yeah. So especially in Fort Myers. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm at that point, you know, I, I do miss Churchill's, but it is what it is, man. Yeah. We, we, we got to. Yeah. I just saw some footage of uh, my friend, Abby Bateman. Shout out uh, to her. And, Shout uh, out. She was at a, she's in Boston now and she was at a show. I mean, she goes to these shows, but they're all, like, packed and, like, you know, <laughs> it's just, bro, just, anyway, they're all, like, super packed, and, and it's it's wild. It's crazy. Like, she, like, she, like, broke her neck almost. Broke her neck to what? And, like, at the pit. Like, it was, oh, like, crazy. Packed-ass shows, bro. Like, it, it's wild, you know, and they're heavy and shit. Was it so a local show? Like, yeah. Well, I think well, the last one that she went to, it was more, I think it was, like, a touring band, but not, like, a... Big touring band, you know, it was like a. They kind of tour like the Boston metro area type shit. I guess, shit, yeah, I don't like, really know, but that's because I think those states are super easy wild. to drive through. Like, yeah, you can just, drive oh, into no, Connecticut. you live in Virginia and then you just drive three hours and you're in New York or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like that. That's the unfortunate. That's like the that's most the bad thing part. about Florida is like we have a cool scene down here, but like. You drive eight hours north and you're still in fucking Yeah, and Florida. it's so hard to get people from <laughs> other places. Like, yeah, because even then you have people, I mean, you, you have people driving down from like Tampa or whatever, but for them, that's not like super ideal because there's nowhere else to go after that. You know, like, yeah, you can hit like Southwest Florida and then you can hit Southeast Florida and then what? That's it. You yeah. know, like you still have to go back up. So it just it seems like super inconvenient for anything, for any planning or any, you know, I mean, it's easier to get out of here. Just it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like more expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And time consuming. Yeah, yeah. No, you that's know? the thing is the time, dude. Is the time to like just drive eight out hours here. to get out of Florida or something like that. Like, but um, it's wild. I mean, I know for sure these guys that we met, Lemmy Winks, like they, they basically gave us an open invitation to go play in Panama because mm. they own a bar over there and they have the setup and they have you know equipment. Yeah, and whatnot. I saw them. I saw them on all your we, podcast. All we would have to do is catch a flight out there, and I'm sure. We could get you guys out there. I mean, he's part of the fucking band already, so. Yeah, just a couple hundred dollars and whatever. It's shit, It's dude. nothing. 
It'd be fucking so cool to play a show out of the country, dude. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just to do it, we gotta play Panama. I mean, it's in Panama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I'm always down. Obviously, you know, now it's getting a little like intense with all the restrictions and all that. But oh, dude, I don't even like. Man, that's any... another thing, dude. But you know, but Do that's you... for another. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even like <laughs> trying to talk about that. Bro. It's so stressful. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not, not. I feel you, bro. I feel you. So let's get into the album, man. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's what let's we're get gonna... into the album. We're here to talk about the album. It comes out locally tomorrow, which is Saturday. the day after this episode. Saturday, yeah, which is the day after this comes out. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so if you're listening to this Friday when it drops, <laughs> it comes out tomorrow, guys. Uh, tomorrow. But yeah, the 22nd of January at Bar Nancy, be yeah. there, be square, and uh, let's talk about it. Digital Neon. Uh, I remember you first uh, like talking to me about the concept of like, yo, this is the next project I want to do, like in Miami like neon like type shit and like party life type thing right the area and stuff so that was i remember you talking to me about this for for a long time <laughs> uh but like now that you're seeing it come to life is it exactly how you had pictured it in your head yeah for the like, most part what is uh you know what has that been like really kind of being the this is kind of like your brainchild in a right way. yeah well yeah i mean at least for the band for what it comes to for the band i don't necessarily like think like of the it imaging like, and, and you know right right you know like I, mean? I don't necessarily think it's anything like super fucking original or anything but like i think it's i don't know just maybe something a little bit different um yeah definitely different the general thing that's going on now but uh yeah it's it's that whole uh like future it's like i, I kind of like like built and in, in, you know built like a a future Miami world where, like, um, you know, I would assume that, like, maybe there's, like, some type of universal income or something and people have, like, the ability to not work. So because they don't work, like, they just go and get fucked up all the time and, like, they live to die. And essentially that's kind of, like, the mindset. So, like, the protagonist, you know, like, loses his job or whatever and then he just joins his friends who have been partying for years and then he discovers some new uh, substance and and... I mean, that's that's how, like, the, what the story is based around, you know, the kid, the, like, he takes it, and then that's kind of, like, where the second song takes off into the story, and, um, and, you know, you have to, you have to listen to the album, and I guess figure out what, what happens, you know, like, I don't want to tell people, like, what to interpret, so, right, right, right. you know, they can take it however they want, but there's a story behind it, and, um, but a lot of it, like, most of it, I think, came just from, like, that future aesthetic, and, like, the, like, the, like, the retro wave, cyber wave all that kind of um stuff that's been going on the past few years and and kind of like blade runner yeah you know it, definitely that but also with like a retro i mean they call it like future retro wave or something like cyberpunk it's not cyberpunk per se because cyberpunk is like this is like i don't know there's just like a lot of very specific like Little it's like subgenres, bro. Yeah, but yeah, essentially that you know you have a lot of like the same like color schemes like the blues and the pinks and reds and stuff like and um, just kind of based off of that, so I imagine, well, I wonder what Miami would look like in, you know, 100 or 200 years from now. So the concept is that you have, like, the old Miami, like, South Beach and, like, Ayocha or whatever that are kind of, you know, just outdated and beaten down. So, like, all the people that are either getting fucked up all the time, you know, there's, like, the whole underground type of people. That's kind of where they go. And then, meanwhile, you have, like, the high rises in the back, like, the new futuristic city, you know, and that... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the like the old versus the new, you know, kind of that's what also the name like digital neon, you know, digital like being, you know, digital like new stuff and like neon being just a more like like what it is. It's an outdated form of illuminance, luminescence, whatever, of lighting right, right, things, right. you know, and um, yeah, and you know, that's that's kind of it, I guess. Sounds, <laughs> it sounds a little like 1984-ish almost. Like, uh, you know, the fact that there's, like, a substance in there. It's, like, a futuristic well, society. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, you know, it's it's less... It's not a political statement or anything, no, 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 but no, it's... No, uh, no. I'm not saying it is. Right. I'm saying kind of... I know there's that drug in there called Soma and whatnot. <laughs> I haven't really <coughs> read it uh, more than once, so I don't remember the details, like, super, super. Well, I feel like this. that's kind of just, like, how... like the, It feels like a natural progression of, of cultures and societies, you know, where, like, you, you end up... Um, you're in the society and your society ends up being so good that, you know, you start like there's just, you know, you're in, always indulging, which is kind of like what's happening now, you know, with your phones and social media and stuff. You're always indulging in things that make your brain uh, do things right. And <laughs> um, I feel like nice. I feel like in the future uh, that's just going to be like that, but obviously like but m even more prevalent and 
I'm sure technology is going to advance to a degree where, like, you know, some people are just going to be able to just not do everything, anything they want in their entire lives and still have, like, enough to, you know, eat and just live in bliss for the rest of their lives. And, you know, that's, uh, I guess that kind of explores a little bit of, like, what, you know, what that is like, you know, and versus what, I don't know, what I, what some people, and including myself, feel like are the very negative um, repercussions of that. And do you, do cetera, you think that, uh, once like we get to that point where everybody's just indulging that like, that's when society starts to like take <coughs> excuse me take a downturn or something like that i guess it dep- i feel like that's kind of like where it's how it's been in the past but i feel like maybe in the past there hasn't you know there hasn't been this advance like this relative advancement in technology that we've had over the past you know hundred and so years like so maybe now it'll be different, like thing, and you, like because usually you know you have like the romance, like every, like everything, everything's like really good and and great and whatever, and it just starts collapsing, you know, kind of like how it is here, it just starts you know downgrading, downgrading, downgrading. So I don't know if that's like a next step of like I don't know if if that state is is like the next step of being like um, the next step in a new society, or if it's a next if it's a step in the new society or a step in the current society. You know, what would be the next step in the society where we have the technology to the, the technology and resources to allow for people to not do anything, which I'm not I don't personally agree with that that's a good way to live your life, but you know, yeah, or I, think, good for society. I, I feel like um, at that point, you know, it, it's tough. Because then, like, what is everyone just like an artist or like people just find some people like, don't, yeah, because some, some people, people just literally just, just go and get fucked up do. all the time, right? Like, which because is that's, like, is that good for society, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, don't think so either. But again, I don't, you know, it's an interesting, uh, uh, like concept to explore, especially in, in the form of, a, of an album or, or a project right. like this. So it's pretty cool, uh, that you're dealing with uh, some of those topics, um. Uh, also, this was uh, pretty much a new experience for you guys, as far as like some of the the people uh, behind the scenes, the production oh, yeah. of it. Yeah, we. Uh, it was a lot more professional and. Hundred percent. Yeah, we said you know we told ourselves like you know obviously now especially with Alex on, uh, who's a very super serious <laughs> musician like, you know we need like whatever we put out next you know has to be like the most because you know we tried with the passage and it was a very high quality recording but it was right, still like. Right, right just a single and we never really did much with it after that like with the lyric video and that was really it so we really wanted to make sure that we had something really solid you know as opposed to like negative space which was more of it's a lot like a raw live recording type of thing you know yeah. like something more professional and and toned up and so we sought the help of uh through some connections uh uh of andres jimenez who's the vocalist uh and guitarist of this band called de la tierra and another band called animal from like the 90s and stuff like okay from south america and um we hit him up and he's like yeah i'll work with you guys he was gonna be in miami so uh, we worked with him and he came into the studio with us and he helped us bring our album from you know obviously what i had in my mind which was already like the demo was already like pretty spot on and he just like you know, he filled in all the gaps. He, he, it was a really cool experience. I had never worked with somebody before and, like that. So. And same, same thing for me. I, it's always been kind of like the situation that we, every time that I have recorded, it's always been kind of like kept at home and never actually worked with a producer. And it was, it was great having a producer because uh, let's say if someone had an idea, it was literally having the a referee, but with the best intentions for the project and the product to be, the best so there was like you know if some you know egos can get hurt between you know bandmates and stuff like that but if you have someone like a third party person saying no you guys should do this it eliminates that factor it just makes it easier it's like okay it clarifies the direction and i mean he has a great ear for music i mean hopefully people that listen to the album will appreciate for what it is because i think this is definitely one of the best things i've worked on hands down it's it's fucking awesome um not only that but also fernie the um, was a big part the engineer of, slash studio owner yeah. at a uh, uh uh what's it called uh the shack north studios in hialeah yeah i mean this guy like he on top of being like a pro of what he does he also was such a good vibe to have around we're laughing the entire time we were there, man, it was it was great. So it just it never felt like work. It was a bit stressful because you're you're on the spot at every moment, and you're you know you're paying attention and stuff. Like that. And 
it's kind of weird. It's, it's a situation that you could be just sitting down and not record one single thing the entire day, but you come out exhausted. Yeah. It you come you come out like if you did a whole workout session at a gym. Yeah. Going some hard. days where they're like nine, ten hours. Like yeah, I was there the entire time. But but Fernie <laughs> Fernie made great. it made it made it enjoyable the entire yeah. time. The vibe so is like it top was notch. Bro. It was awesome. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, uh, what was the name of the studio again? The Shack North the in Shack Hialeah. North in Hialeah. That sounds cool, man. I know uh, we're talking about, you know, w- what to do after we, we tour around a little bit with this project, uh, Inertia, but about the next project that we want to do with, with Turning Gears, Alex. Uh, talking about... <coughs> <coughs> fuck, excuse me. Talking about maybe doing it in a... Uh, what's it called? In a professional uh, studio setting. So do you think that maybe... Going to uh, the Shack North, maybe uh, those guys would want to work with us in some capacity. I think it would be great. I mean, I, I sincerely think uh, at least for tracking drums, it would be phenomenal. The guy, the drums sounded so good in that room. And on top of that, Fernie has a bunch of crazy, like, expensive, but it actually has a purpose, good-sounding mics. Uh, he turned actually a speaker cone into a kick mic, which catches all the bottom, and it just sounds great, man. Just crazy things like that and just unlimited amount of just like instruments to kind of like work off so it was it was awesome man i mean even though we had a lot of options to kind of like record when we were recording digital neon we kind of kept it simple for the most part we found one good head and one good position and we just recorded everything what was it? That. When, what was the head it was a randall um, it was a randall head it was a tube amp and it sounded great uh Didn't we, we use a an evh too we tried the EBH, but I think we end up sitting on the Randall oh, okay. for, for pretty much everything. The EBH sounded great, but the Randall just had that. It was it just fit in the mix. And, and I think that's also one thing that I learned, uh, were, you know, in the recording thing. It's just kind of like the way to do mixing and stuff like that. You just want things to just like, like if it sounds good and it already fits, there's not much work that you need to do to mix it. To make it sound all right because it already sounds good so you just need to do little tweakings instead of like trying to grab a track that sounds like complete ass and trying to spend hours eqing and changing it to make it work it's just it, it's so much easier just getting a good sound right off the bat and just recording um it was i mean it was a great experience and i think for the most part we should definitely like attempt maybe working with fernie for recording drums and maybe recording the whole thing yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be I'll be happy for that. I'd be stoked. I've never been uh I mean, not since I was a kid, you know, in my grandfather's studio, like been in an environment like that, like a pro studio environment. <clears throat> so it seems like it'd be um a fun place to uh to actually like get the creative process done. Like I said, I've never been in a in an environment like that. It seems like it'd be fun as fuck. And like you guys said, it's a good vibe and it's a good studio. People yeah. know what they're doing. Um and you know you've worked with him before so there's already a familiarity there and I think Brian's met him right no? I don't no, did he I ever go with you guys to the studio no he didn't uh, okay. I, I that was just for the demo that he helped Mike up the yeah, yeah yeah that was for the de- yeah we demoed our album like I think like twice man these guys are partying nice um, shout out to the neighbors if we keep talking you can't hear it that's <laughs> <laughs> so a good strategy to keep it up um, no dead air I can just get close to the mic and hear the just breathing, yeah, breathing. Just, don't, just don't like <laughs> yeah just don't do that <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so you said that uh, uh, what's it called Brian just helped you guys demo it out yeah like the second demo like the more legit demo because before we had done I had done a demo like you know just everything at home well I mean everything was at home for the demos anyway but like um, we recorded the drums on a on a camera that has like it's like a anyway it's like a camera it's used for recording like live audio and stuff like that so you know it would pick up a lot of different things so joe ended up getting two of them and um i was able to like mix and i mean for the demo like for us like to know really what was happening like it was great and then when we're like okay well, let's get something that sounds right so we can take it to somebody and present it because we had already talked about like possibly getting a producer or just working with somebody and we got the uh, we worked with with Brian um, at Joe's house to record the drums and they sounded really good and like considering Joe's room is like probably the size of this room like maybe a little bit bigger like slightly like it's you know it's like a whatever it's anyway for like the drum room and yeah it just you know there's no like padding or nothing you know so considering all of that 
It was uh, we used what like five mics or something like that. Like I don't. It wasn't no, like, we end up using every single thing. Oh, we word. Had overheads. Uh, Joe has well, I no think wonder. five toms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, has a monster yeah. kit. At yeah, home. it was it was a it was a lot of miking that we had to do, but it turned out great, man. I mean, for being just like a rough demo, like what what was good about it is that it pretty much like solidified everything we needed to do to go to the studio and try to save money instead of trying to make decisions at the studios like oh we should do this it's right i mean like it, yeah there was little to no right like there was no yeah. writing in the studio like some of the stuff you know obviously extra stuff that the producer added and all that you know which is exactly why it was there but aside from that like you know much we did kind of change like the end of one song of yeah, startups but i think it ended up way better yeah so. no it it w- for the most oh, part, oh, Stardust can... comments on the album. Yes. Oh wow. Yes, yeah, it's the it's the last song. That's <laughs> we, a song I've always loved hearing. Live, we so we uh, came very prepared so to the, uh, <laughs> we came very prepared to the to the studio, and that was like the idea of making yeah. that that second demo because uh, that's a mistake that a lot of bands I think make that you know studio time comes and they literally don't have their material down and they don't know what the hell they're doing, yeah. so it's just kind of like sucks yeah know? i mean there's a difference between like also like being creative in the studio i mean obviously if you're a band that can afford that and you have unlimited studio time whatever like that's yeah, probably one exactly. of the best places to write you know and like yeah that's a totally be able to different grab scenario. ideas you know but uh if you're not then it's it's you have to like 99 percent of your album has to be done when you go into the studio and then you know whatever else you want to like possibly change it can't be too much obviously you know but i mean again that depends on everybody that depends on the band but for us specifically like this is the most i mean we've and as a band we've been in the studio twice before so like we have you know we kind of knew what we shouldn't be doing you know we learned the hard way and then obviously you know like it's not fernie's is 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 a it's a very affordable place you know but even you know when you count the hours i think we ended up spending like 50 hours in the studio recording oh wow so that's a long time yeah well for us it was a long time (laughs) you know like i thought we were gonna spend about 30 32 maybe 35 you know and uh between a couple of things that you know either went wrong um technically and you know some of the changes that we made and you know sometimes you just can't get apart whatever like all those things like you know they bumped up but I'm, I don't regret it. I'm super, like, that's the best money I've ever invested. How know? was it for you um, recording your vocals? Uh, was that a lengthy er, process than you thought it would take? or did No, you, I, th- I think it took it exactly. One take, Jake. Mm, well, Alex, you were there. I don't really remember much, like, to the specific it, details. It took you pretty much a day and just a couple hours. Right. Like, the so most it, songs in one so day. So it was, like, one. Two songs, one, I think. Yeah, day. so pretty much Ralph recorded everything in one sitting, which is incredible because it's pretty heavy music so i was still like, recovering from my my spine too like i wasn't like yeah you know yeah that's true that's true yeah that's a that's that a was like deal. three months after my surgery fuck for real yeah. yeah damn was it uh strenuous on your back to sing like yeah. that yeah fuck man yeah i can't imagine that shit. <laughs> so you were in it with a cane in the studio no, no i had a had a a, a, faha, a faha which uh funny enough there's a part in one of the songs that i tell something to Fernie. Like, I tell them to bring me the, the Faha. You can hear, like, whatever. They left it in the song. It's really funny. Uh, <laughs> it's so so it's like one of those things that you know it's there. You can, it's well, yeah, you can hear. hear it. No, it's not that hard to hear. Like, if you have headphones, like, or if you have, like, a, if you're playing it loud, you should be able to hear. Like, it might take you a couple of tries to, like, listen to what I'm what exactly I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. Is you know, bro, can you tell all these people to bring me my Faha? They <laughs> also put some subliminal you know? messages in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you play the record backwards, you'll... uh Anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you figure yeah. it out. Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> Just I, kidding. Oh man, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm that serious. Oh well, yeah. I, then I'm not aware of it. You, you know what I'm talking about. Bro. Oh, it's in oh, the same man. song. Too, oh man. yeah, actually, he is. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro. So like, yeah, okay, me, can, can I can I talk about fill it? Fill me in. Fill me in. Fill me in. Okay, it's so stupid. so like, there was the a album. there's a section in the, in that particular song, in the same song that Ralph is talking about, called "Points and Rampage." That. We needed um, the producer kind of had this idea that it needed kind of like this almost like percussive like choir thing in the background. So the I pretty much recorded that section vocally, and the most natural thing to say was "suck my dick" in Spanish. So I just said it a bunch of times with different voices and stuff like that, and it sounds great. It sounds literally like a shant, but like 
for someone that doesn't speak Spanish, it would be like, oh, this sounds yeah. so cool. You, you really I'm just saying suck my I'm just saying suck my dick. Is it backwards? No, no, it's forwards. It's no, it's not no backwards. Chupa, I don't think you could do that. Chupa pica. Chupa. All, <laughs> all, like, we're like, good minute, bro. It's fucking, it sounds awesome, though. Yeah. If it's, if it's a track. Crazy. Yeah. That's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of thing you pay for for a producer, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can say suck my dick, but you got to make it sound good. Exactly. Yeah, it's very subtle. It's extremely subtle. In fact, aside from this, I don't think, and you know, if you don't, if you're not, if you're not like knowing about it, you probably won't even like realize that's um, what you're saying. I that's think, funny as I think we're also slightly inspired because Fernie has a, a nice collection of dildos <laughs> in, the, in, the studio. in the studio and he has a huge black one. So we call that the black chicken. The black chicken? Yeah. Why the ch- why chicken? Because it's Cause a, a cock. cock. <laughs> I walked right into that. Dude. That was so terrible, dude. God damn. Got it. Got no. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah and, and it was that most of the recording time. It was a, it was a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I love Fernie's. I love the the vibe. Well, I mean, we rehearse there sometimes too. Like. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a super. It's a super dope vibe. Like yeah, very creative. Like. Yeah. And he's just a fucking cool dude, bro. Yeah. Like one of the coolest people I've met in the music industry here. Like. Probably the coolest person, honestly. I think sincerely, if you should have someone in the podcast, definitely have Fernie, man. He has a great story. Yeah, he recorded Diamond Girl. Diamond Girl? What song is that? Diamond Girl. It's the, the fucking Miami song. What song? You feel it. It's believe it. You're my diamond girl. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that song. Who, Dude, that's a... Who that, did that? Who did that song? Uh, Pharrell, Fernie's right? friend no? uh, wrote the song. It but, sounds like Pharrell. No, but who did song. it? I'm saying like... Who? I, I can't remember the name of the artist, but Fernie recorded and the whole track, produced it, and he made the keyboards and everything. He learned everything. Play, you can't play it because you'll get DMC or whatever, so... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. For or what sure, are DMC? Sure. I don't even remember. Yeah, you're going to play? I can mute our mic. Yeah, I'm going to... All right, let me, let me know when to mute the mic. I'll let you know. Yeah, that sounds cool. I, I don't. I mean, hopefully, I know what it is, but I don't think so. Stevie B. Oh, we got ads. We got ads. We got ads. Let me mute the ads because I don't want to give them free advertising. Yeah, fuck them, dude. They ain't paying me. I shit. usually, I usually look away from the advertisements, but I know one day is going to be like that episode of Black Mirror where you can't. You have to look at the advertisements, otherwise, oh my you can't keep watching, bro. It's the worst. All right. So that's on the party your body album. No, I've never heard that, but yeah, I'm glad glad that you know someone out here made it. You know, yeah, bro. I mean that that shit was hitting hard back in the day, bro. And he's toured like a ton. Like he was a he's a well, very well, well accomplished and traveled musician. I can tell from that mustache. He has a mustache. Well, I think the musician. I was talking about Stevie B. uh, Oh uh, no, I'm talking about Fernie has dreads. (laughs) Right now, these huge dreads, but it's so funny. Fucking. He's always wearing overalls and, you know, and a shirt. I wonder who wears pants underneath. Fernie literally looks like the, the stereotypical <laughs> painter. He's the cleanest hippie-looking guy I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he is. With a, with a nice studio? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, the studio's super dope. Like, the studio's exactly what I what you would expect to look like. If you've met Fernie, if you met Fernie like, and then you walk to the studio, you'd be like, all right, this makes sense. Like gotcha. it's, it, there's some. Well, I mean, you'll see it. We have a documentary that we're doing with the uh, with the album as well. With Alizar. Uh, with Alizar, shout Ooh, out to uh, shut up. Let's talk. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about that. It's cool. It's, it's just I a know quick that, little uh, thing, you know. And you know, Alizar's obviously been dealing with his own stuff. Yeah, recently. yeah, but he's uh he's that, that's something that you know most of it. Well, like have had already been worked on in the past few months. You know, we recorded most of the footage already and. Um. Yeah, it's really just uh, you know, a few days of us and like of some. It's gonna be probably. I think gonna. We wanted it to be like five episodes, but I just don't think we got enough footage for it. So I think we're gonna do three episodes. Um. But that we do have an interview with Andres, and it's like that's like ten minutes. So I think we might just do that as its own episode. I don't really know yet. An interview like he interviewed you guys. Well, no, we interviewed like Alazar interviewed him. Mm. You know, and then he talked. He said all these awesome things about us. Right now, I'm actually in the process of translating it for the captions. You know, so. Um. So yeah, so that's uh, it's cool, man. It's fun. It's just you know behind the scenes stuff, like a lot of stupid jokes, and uh, and then one final like like a uh, like we all came to my house and did a like we reminisced on the experience and you know and all of that and 
So that's kind of like what's left is sorting through all that footage and putting it together. That's right. fucking cool, man. Yeah. So hopefully, like a couple of weeks after the album drops, like we can. Or, or I don't know when. I guess it depends on how it does on how it does on release. Then, which I'm not expecting anything, but. Um, so what is the goal? Um, I mean, when you drop when when you drop a project like this, obviously, the world isn't what it was the last time you guys dropped a project. You know, that wasn't just a single. Uh, breaking out, I remembered. Breaking out your first uh, EP. That's right. Um, you know, right. so obviously when you dropped that, you know, there was the opportunity to tour, you know, there was different opportunities going on. But <clears throat> now that you're dropping this in the post-COVID era, I mean, like, uh, what is the move? What is the move once you guys drop something like this? Uh, just, those, you know, I mean, aside, I mean, not taking COVID into consideration, we obviously learned a lot about our previous releases and, like... Oh, of wow, course, you're going to you learn know. something from your previous Right, and what not sure. to do or what to do. So, But aside from that, like, I mean, it seems like, I don't know, man, to not get into, like, the whole COVID thing, like, it seems that, like, live music is fine. Not fine, but, like, you know, it's it's out there. Like, people are, like, going to shows and stuff, and I feel like if we just get the music into the right, which has always been the plan, I don't think it really changes much, to be honest, like, what we would have done if COVID was. I mean, I feel like we would have done this a lot earlier, you know, okay, um, yeah. possibly because I did have a lot of time during the pandemic to work on the album with Andy. Uh, we hung out a lot and we worked on, we wrote a whole, I mean, we, I was able to really like get, but anyway, that's a whole other part of the story. Down. Yeah. And like, I was able to really like, you know, get all the details that I like all the little things. I'm like, oh, this, 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 and that. So, um, I don't necessarily think our plan has changed aside from, you know, the fact that we know that there are certain rules or regulations depending on where you go. If you want to play out, of yeah. State or as far as but yeah, aside exactly. from that, you know nothing. We, I mean, we're super happy that we worked with Andres, and hopefully, like you know, through him, we can we can gain some notoriety in South America or something. You know, like and and maybe I don't know. Maybe he has some somebody like somebody that can he could recommend this to or not. You know, but like that's that's really it. It's it's just you know, network. Basically. Yeah, it's literally it's really just like next level networking. You know, like so we have a, we're gonna have a product that's polished sounds great um it kicks super hard it's not very long it's like 22 minutes you know so it's really just like a short experience but like it's front to end you know you, i mean you don't have to obviously you can listen to however you want but you know it's meant to be listening to an order right and it's i mean not to toot my horn but i, I listen to it obviously all the time when i'm in the car <laughs> you know i'll be on the highway bro and i'll just like the music is just like you know, like I'm in the in the music, you know. And for me, that's really cool. Like, cause even for like, even if not a single person of Cybermas listens to this, I'll have this forever, and it's gonna be dope. Hell yeah, man! Uh, how do you feel about the whole thing, uh, Alex? I know you said this is, uh, you feel like this is one of the best projects that you've uh, you've worked on, um, dude. So, yeah, I, I think I share the same sentiment as Ralph um, in regards of like the EP. I mean. Dude, fingers crossed. I mean, something happens with it and, you know, like people listen to it and maybe it opens some doors for us to do bigger and better things. But I'm, I'm, if, you know, if just for me to say that I was a part of that, it's, it's fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like the experience was great and, you know, I think it sounds awesome. And to be honest, if people don't think it does, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck but em. that's like their no, opinion. No, I mean, yeah, like, you know, like, it is what it is. I mean, like, I, you know, I never, I, you know, I, I completely understand the sentiment of someone making music to make money. I, I don't hate on that shit. I actually like people that do the hustle and, you know, they do it right and they're famous. I have mad respect for that. I just, for me, it'll be very difficult to do something like that. So for me, this feels genuine. It feels, feels real. Yeah, I mean. And the cool thing about like what Ralph talks about and stuff like that, it's I feel like at the end of the day, anybody that lives in a metropolis kind of style city, like big city, like, you know, South Florida or something like that, you know, they pay attention to the lyrics. They they could really appreciate it. And it feels it feels like home. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's yeah, like they could probably relate to it. They you know, could relate on another I, level that's not like just oh I I know it's a, it's a metal song and it's heavy and whatever, yeah. you know. Hopefully, yeah. Like I think, I think we did a good job at, at really making. Because I mean, obviously, the songs I wanted them as, like a like the way that aesthetically, this or phonetically, I guess you know, like how the songs would sound. We're gonna have we're supposed to have like a a very I guess a particular something about it that makes them sound like 
you know, like it's from the future in a way or like very like just, I don't know, digital neon to me, it, can, it means so many things, but it's, it's more, it's not obviously more than just an aesthetic, but it's also an aesthetic. And I feel like the music did a really good job at encompassing what that aesthetic was. And I think the lyrics really bring it together. Um, at least from the people that I've given the lyrics to like explore, you know, they've like all kind of be like, yeah, like I could tell that this is what this is talking about, you know, and whether yeah. they think it's good or not, you know, which for me is kind of, it's good. Cause I don't, you know, with the way I write and I'm not saying that this is a good, like, I'm not saying, I don't think I'm very self-conscious as, as a writer. Um, so I don't necessarily think that what I'm writing is good, but I also think not that it's not good, uh, but <laughs> it's like, I don't think it's anything like super complex and, but sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe I don't know if people are even going to understand this, you know. So um, I'm glad that when people, you know, feed it back to me, they're like, oh, okay, you're you're getting it, you know, like, like when, titties. You know, I didn't help write any lyrics in NDP, but Ralph kind of like passed it over to me. He's like, hey, you write lyrics, kind of like, what do you think? And we had like a lot of conversations because it talks about life and death in a big part, and at that. Funny enough, at that point, like, you know, I always had an interest in religion and not not, not just particularly one religion. Um, you know, at that time, at that point, I was doing a lot of research in like Buddhist uh, reincarnation and stuff like that, what it means, the the sectors of reincarnation and Buddhism. And then same thing with she uh, with different religions. And me and Ralph, we were just talking about it. It's like, that's pretty interesting. For the most part, everybody has a different concept, but it all ties together. So you know even though if that might not have made a big part of the of the album it's it just kind of like it leads and it just gets a vibe to it i don't know um there was a couple of revisions in in the album uh at that point lyrically and i think it i don't know it just made it very tight i mean i i thought it i thought it was fucking cool so do you feel like um uh you you uh contributed in a significant amount to where you could feel like this is uh, like uh, also a bit of like like your music as well, or do you kind of feel like you're well, just kind of finishing up something that was already almost? I feel like up? I feel to be honest, like I finished. <clears throat> I put little details to what was already a very well constructed project, and to be honest, even though like in prior projects, I always been the guy that like brings a lot of the ideas, and I always had that that concept that at the end of the day, whatever you do needs to serve the song. So I never, my intentions, whenever I bring ideas to song, it's never for me to show off or anything. It's to complement what's already in there. If I hear that it requires maybe a lead and I hear what the lead needs to be, then I'll add that. But if I hear that it needs maybe some ambient noise or something like that, I want to add that. I don't ever want to step toes in whatever is happening. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes finding a good balance of where like, you know, this needs to be there and this needs to be somewhere else is, is hard. For instance, um, there's a song called Catacombs and Rent Andy has a really good riff on that song. But for one reason or another, it came to the point that like the most important thing in there was the bass. The bass, Lucha literally has a bass solo going on there. I forced him to write one. And right. it, sound, it sounds awesome, man. <laughs> it sounds great. But, like, you know, Andy was always adamant that his, you know, his, you know, his part needed to be up up ahead. And Andres was like, no. It, Lucha is the one that, that's important here. So it's just kind of like he, again, like, that's, that goes to the section of, like, the producer is, like, the guy that decides. Yeah, he's things. like the third party. Yeah, the third know. party decider that like, you know, he's at that totally point. He's totally neutral. Yeah, he's just like, there to make sure like, you, it you sounds can't have, the best. Right, you can't be butthurt about it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. It's uh, it's not, it doesn't become like a Lucha versus right. Andy thing. It's literally which like someone. It, yeah. it, it, never, it, it never would have escalated to that. It, but yeah. it was mostly actually me and me versus Andy thing. Because I told Lucha to ride that because I was hearing it. You know, like I heard the, like that actually that bass solo was, I think, the last, I don't know if it, that, if it was that or because there was, a, there was a guitar solo that Alex added afterwards too, but uh, but that's a technically in a different part. But I don't know if, if I'm pretty sure everything was written out. And then I was like, Lucha, you got to like, you know, he was playing whatever along, but I'm like, you know, and I, was, I started hearing something. I'm like, when you try like do, I don't know, something like this, which is kind of like what I had been doing with Andy <laughs> for some of the songs before. Uh, and he was like, okay, whatever, you know, he played his thing and then whatever, he refined it later at home and. And it, that part ended up being 
about about him. You know, it's a, it's a whole section where we like kind of showcase everybody. Like we have uh, we have a super dope drum solo sequence, and then um, and then there's a there is a short period where it's just that riff, but we also added like a low guitar over it, like a low uh, lower octave harmony or whatever yeah, under the I, actual I'm, riff. I'm doing essentially a harmony to what Andy is doing, but it's very simplistic. Right. So it kind of does drown like his main riff out, but it really just feels like the whole it, thing sounds super. I think it sounds super dope. There's so many things going on, like, and that was a worry when we were writing it because we're like, obviously, we need some. We needed. We need to make sure that whoever's doing this gets it all right. It was the same thing actually in the chorus for Catacombs. Actually, that song you did. At least had a lot in the, a lot of uh, like things in that song because he also added a part in the chorus that kind of splits it up so you have two guitars doing different things to like the same to the same rhythm but with a different pattern you know and yeah like, and it's i i think it sounds I, I made this suggestion and, and andy literally came like a week later so i think i got this and i'm like that's fucking awesome that's that's exactly what i think it needs but again like i'm saying whenever i try to implement anything it's just ideas to like maybe tie it up or just to maybe bring it to the next level. It's never with the intention, like, I need to show off here. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure Ralph and everybody else in the band can, can agree that usually most of the time I am have a very bass player mindset, even though I'm one of the lead guitar players. I'm usually kind of in the back and just kind of, like, doing my thing. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, even in, in projects that I've worked with you on, you know, you kind of embody that as well, even though you do play the bass in that. Yeah. St <laughs> still, you do have a lot of... Uh, complicated uh, bass parts, you know, and some of the stuff that we played before. But even still, you kind of hung back, stayed in the pocket a little bit. Yeah. no. Uh, for me, like, you know, and I, and I think most people can agree, like, at the end of the day, if it groups, that's what's important. And I think that's something that, like, you know, as a bass player, like, I always have that thing that, man, it, this needs to sound tight or it needs to make you kind of, like, swing one way or another. And I think what's cool about each song in this new EP is that it does that, man, in one way or another. Like, like it's funny enough. Like digital neon, it's a waltz. It's a it's a six eight. So it has a very like almost like old, old school like you know eighteen hundred swing to it. You don't really think about it, but it does. So it kind of like makes you want to do that motion, and it's fucking cool. And yeah, that sounds dope. You know, like it, everything's like that. And I think also what's cool too is that like this for the most part, like I think Joe is definitely like you know. Ralph, you know, I, I always told Ralph, I'm like, dude, Joe is a fucking monster. And Ralph is like, don't tell him that shit. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get, he'll get to his head. Yeah, yeah he's gonna, gonna get big headed. Big no, headed but, Joe. but Joe is fucking just, he's such a monster, man. He's a beast, bro. Let, um, literally just jamming out last practice, man. We're just playing, we're just jamming out a new, we're just jamming and it sounded so fucking cool, man. Yeah, which is usually how songs tend to come, at least for the most part. You know, we also bring in like riffs, but like, I love it when we just come up with something like we're just jamming out and yeah. it ends up being like. Yeah, that's how we go. wrote. Um, that yeah, that's that's always how a cool song will come about, man. If you just jam it out, uh, <laughs> when we were first starting this project, I remember we would just do like, all right, we'll we'll play a song or two and then we'll just jam and see what kind of idea we can come up with, you know. And it always uh, ended up with something fun or something that yeah. at least we could tweak. To make it uh, exactly. into yeah. an actual the full starting song point, idea. you know, it's a starting point that comes that it starts with with a very particular energy. So you're able to like grab that energy, you know, like capture it and then build off of it, which yeah, is super dope. Yeah, totally, uh, totally. Uh, we're almost at the hour mark, man. Wow. We've talked a lot. Wow, uh, <laughs> about your new project. Uh, we've gotten uh, in pretty deep into the murky waters, you know, of of some of the tones and and the Bandana. atmosphere of the project as a whole some of the behind the scenes uh, i would love to talk to andres or, or, or the other guy that uh, i forgot his name he starts with an f fernie fernie i would love to Fernando. talk to him he seems like a cool guy um you know i'm just kind of uh you know over here so i gotta make some new cards and yeah. start networking again hopefully they maybe they come out to your album yeah release well show. i think andres is coming to the show i know like right now he's he's recording a new album with their band with his band de la tierra i think last year they got nominated for a latin rock grammy or something oh like, that's awesome dude uh, yeah um <laughs> well, he's a beast dude. yeah he's <laughs> they're, they're yeah very seasoned musician like since you know, like since the nineties, right? Late eighties or something. Like he toured he's toured with everybody. Hey, like he's, he's played with Metallica and like the mighty mighty Boston's and like oh, all no. just literally all these people, right? I was still <laughs> my dad's ball sack. 
when this man was already touring big time. So it's just like, it's, it's yeah. a big deal. That's it's, awesome. Yeah, man. it was cool. But uh, I, was, I feel like I was going somewhere else with that. But nah, It sounds like uh, he sounds very... Uh, very legit, very legit. Oh, that, yeah, I definitely yeah. uh, got to get my shit together when, when, uh, when I present he, this to it, him. It, it was I mean, you can bring this thing and you can do like an interview like right outside the venue too. Like, Yeah, no, I've definitely thought about that. I, cool. I, I want to get like lapel mics or something so that I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but I just don't I'm know if sure lapel mics go up to this. You, you know? probably need an extension. Some, something. You or know, an adapter, some kind of weird. Yeah, something <laughs> different. But yeah, man, um, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. You guys uh, definitely always... Come on when I need a guest. And now it's actually a special occasion. Yeah. Dropping a project. Yeah. You just joined uh, yeah. Euros 1. A year ago. Long time friends. <laughs> a year ago and some change. And, uh, <laughs> well, hey, man, the day's finally going to be here. January 22nd Ooh. is the live local release with uh, special guests. Pantano. Pantano. At uh, Bar Nancy in Little Havana. At Bar Nancy right there on Calle Ocho. Yeah, awesome fucking spot. And uh, February 1st is the actual release Facts. worldwide, all Facts. streaming platforms. Yes. Uh, you're going to be able to buy that digitally, get your digital downloads, all That's WAV right. files. We don't fuck around, no MP3s. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Bandcamp, all that good shit. All of it. But also the same day, oh, the same fucking day, the 22nd, January 22nd, oh. the turning gear, turning gears, not the turning gears, turning gears. We're going to be playing a show oh, in Wynwood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like right. 10, 15 minutes away. Fuck. Uh, right up the street. It's uh, the Winwood Music Festival for uh, Oski. I will tell and you guys doing go a on. show. We, we're, we're planning on going on like early, early. Yeah, probably like, like at 6 or 7. 7, you know, oh, around yeah. there. Um, and, you know, right after, we're going to skedaddle, and I'll definitely be at your album release. Yeah. So if you guys want to see some dope fucking shows, uh, Winwood Music Festival, come out there. The spot uh, in Winwood. It's an awesome little place. We're going to be playing a set bright and early. The gates open at 6. Uh, and then later the same night, January 22nd at Bar Nancy, Calle Ocho, you're going to have Ears 1 with their Digital Neon local release. It's going to be an awesome uh, set. They're going to do their whole shit, right? The yeah, whole we're going to do a whole album and then the some. The whole shabam. The whole bro. EP, then some. Uh, we might get some karaoke. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll go up. Uh, maybe we'll talk to, uh, uh, oh, man, I'm tripping, to Galindo, to... Uh, yeah, have him do uh, to Emilio and see. We go there and do an after party or something. Yeah, dude. you know, smoke some cigars, do some karaoke. You know, whatever. Yeah. So um, the party, the party that. starts t- uh, Saturday, January twenty second. Renee's, uh, not Renee's, it's not nah, called it that used anymore. to be Renee's. The spot it used to be Renee's the called spot. the Spot in Winwood. That's uh, where we're gonna be turning gears. Then right after, catch Alex, Ears One, Ralph, all at Bar Nancy, and then we'll see what the fuck we go down and do after. But definitely come hang out, come have a drink, come to both shows. It's going to be a fucking blast. Yeah. And uh, no I cover can't, for our show. I cannot wait. No cover. So free album release. Come come out to the spot, though, and, and pay five to see us and then leave. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> follow us to the after party. It, but your show is our after party. I guess so. Yeah, I and guess I should have done it a little later. It's okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Shit. It's fine. Uh, we'll be we'll be uh, early. We told Oski we want to do it early. So definitely come out. Come celebrate. It's what a celebration. It's a celebration of turning gears and music yeah. in general. It's a celebration of Digital Neon, Eros 1, everything they've done. Tight, y'all. And then we're going to have so much fucking fun. Sound so good, though. So <laughs> let them know where they can find you guys at Eros 1 at Band. At Eros 1 Band on Instagram. If you just look us up, Eros 1, you'll find us literally anywhere. If you, you haven't heard Google The us. Passage somehow, The yeah, Passage our is last, out there. Well, it's not our last single, but it's our second so, to last single. Yeah. Negative Space was our last single. You know, All of that is... Out on the line on YouTube, just look us up, you know, and the links in the description, I guess. Or yeah, whatever. I'll put it in there. I'll put and, your, uh, your ears, your app. Or just Google the name that you see on the episode name. Google it. For sure, man. Thank you guys so much for being out duck, here. We're going to give it. you the Thank crowd you. again. The crowd. They, they did such Thank a great you. job, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. They did such a great job. Thank you. Tell them who you are again. We are. We are Iris that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Thank you close. guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank Good you. job, guys. Thank you. Thank you, JC, for having us. Anytime. Anytime. Wait, wait, do we get a special premiere of anything off Digital Neon? Or no, do they I just can't fade hear it, it out? but I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you if you want to listen to it. At the end, nothing at the end of the episode? No. no? All right. All right. Well, you I heard it here first, it. folks. I'll put, uh, I'll put Ralph farting. <laughs> <laughs>
There you go. All right. All right. You ready? You guys ready? You guys ready? You guys ready? You guys ready? Oh, yeah. And we're live. Welcome back to the throne pot. No, never mind. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. Let's run it back. I've never had to run it back before. So this is. Oh, cool. I'm nervous like, around you guys. That's what oh, it is. It's because we're just so famous. Exactly. Exactly. I'm super nervous. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? The throne. <laughs> It's the shot. It was the shot. It was the shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I can't keep my composure. 